Well, hello, Internet, and happy Friday. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly right here on New Radio Media. Sorry about that. I almost had a perfect intro. He likes listening to himself. I do. I do. I like listening to myself talk. What's up? I'm R.D. Van Houten. To my right, I didn't have to check my hands this time, is Ian Benzman. What's up, Ian? Yo. And to my left is the esteemed Andy Bishop. I I am esteemed now? Man, I'm moving up in the world. And we are definitely in a good place today because we have Jordan Trevelyan with us as our special guest. How are you, Jordan? Oh, I'm super. It's it's exciting to be here. (laughs) We're glad to have you here. And Jordan is joining the new radio media team, actually, and joining the Geektainment team. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, exciting. Yeah. Andy can't Gasp. contain his excitement. I can't. I can't. I love making friends, and I love it, I love the it, fact it, that we're expanding his here. His excitement at new radio made his way media. onto his sweater. Right. Hey, uh, let's, you let's, know, this is a nice sweater here in, in honor of the Christmas holiday season that is upon us. I have this shirt that says, I'll be back. And it's a Terminator reference. And as you can see, the snowman is reaching up. Snowman's. This is uh, a shirt that was uh, purchased for me by uh, Josh Rott, a.k.a. the Bear Jew. Uh, <laughs> snip, snip, buddy. Uh, we bought this shirt, and it was a little small, so we had to stretch it on me. Mm. And then we had to purchase it while I was wearing it. Because mm. I was afraid if I took it off, I wouldn't be able to get it back on. But the other thing I'd like to draw attention to is this awesome little pin that I got as a Christmas present from a gentleman by the name of R.D. Van Houten. Oh, thanks, bud. No, thank you. This is a dope pin. Thank you. You can feel the love. Thank you. We're just we're just getting in the spirit. Yeah, and you gave me a, a Mr. Poopy Butthole figurine yesterday and Scary Terry Funko Pop. Yeah, no, you guys saw the Spider-Man thing Andy got. It's freaking awesome. It's this giant framed, like, awesome piece of Spider-Man art that has, like, Daredevil on it and Captain America thrown. It's awesome. I try try to give good gifts. That was a great gift. You came in like Santa Claus yesterday. Well, I'm jolly. It was great. Yeah, it was necessary. It was such a stronger to sit on your lap. Well, you know, I do want to be a Santa when I'm old. Like that is my goal in life is when I get old, have the big beard, I want to be a Santa Claus <laughs> and and just bring joy to children. What about the holiday armadillo? That that's not for me. Um I my body is not shaped armadillo-ish. So <laughs> Wait, what is a holiday armadillo? Uh, it's from Friends. Oh. Yeah. Um it's like um basically like his son he wants to teach his son about Hanukkah and he oh, just I wants to see that. Santa and like they ran out of a Santa costume so he gets a armadillo costume and he's like I'm the holiday armadillo and he shows up and Santa's already there and it's a whole thing and then Superman shows up Joey just comes up as dressed as Superman it's a great it's I love that show I could we should, I could literally host my own friends show I think I've seen every episode so many times I've seen enough episodes of it to know what you're talking about good I'm yeah. glad someone got it yeah the no. show the show went south once they lost the monkey oh i forgot about what that. Yeah, the happened monkey. after like the second season yeah yeah <laughs> i want the damn monkey i'm a big fan of anything you put a monkey okay or a penguin i agree with something you. and i'm sold i have yeah. a list of three things it's um if you put x gonna give it to you mm-hmm. in the trailer mm-hmm. i will at least try and watch your movie all right if there's a monkey in it i will definitely watch your movie right and if there's explosions 
I'll and, consider watching. You know, the what? monkey should have taken David Schwimmer's spot as the. Sixth <laughs> oh, I'm David friend. Schwimmer. Oh, I, like I, the, I look like a monkey. And I act like a weirdo. <laughs> he plays a giraffe in uh, Madagascar. Yeah, yeah. I love those movies here. though. Oh. I was in a movie that David Schwimmer directed. Yeah, he does. That's like what he mainly does now. Yeah. Which, what? What? what uh, Trust. Never heard of it. It's uh, it's uncomfortable to watch, but yeah. it's a good movie. Why Every, is it uncomfortable? Is it just, yeah. It's about um, a girl who is sexually assaulted, and so it's all about like you know texting and so, okay, talking so to the, strangers. The and, topic mm. is very yeah. It's uncomfortable okay. to watch in a way that is like. Gotcha. But um, I got to play a hot waitress in it, so that was that was super Sweet. fun. Andy's been a hot waitress before. I believe that. I have actually <laughs> in a film, and I was wearing a shirt that was smaller than this shirt. My character's name was Leonard. Uh, yeah, it was a strange film. Don't let this guy fool you. He's a pretty good actor I, and a good tap dancer. I can, I can and and actually, good. We, we we don't when so we're in the midst of the three year long process of doing this mockumentary called Detroit Tap City. And when I contacted Andy about the role, he's like, "Do I have to learn how to tap dance?" I'm like, "Nope, we're not going to show you tap dance." once <laughs> so basically any shot in the film that's going to have him dancing like tap dancing is going to be waist up with like a sound track <laughs> kind of thing i think we should get a leg double but obviously somebody that's like super skinny and so it like is definitely a a, a double right and does those, not those match are clearly the, the legs of a latino man right. yeah that was my first introduction to andy bishop yeah was, was seeing the video of detroit Tech. you see yoggle belfer they come in they uh, do the tip dancing for the children and the children uh, they do the crimes uh, they go to the jail and then they steal the cars because they pretend to be blind and go into Lady Locker. It's a whole room. story that he, uh, in the movie he he trains troubled youth with tap dancing to get them out. I of, made that up on the spot. Yeah, we too, did that whole thing up on the spot. Yeah, we all had, the, so we all had the, a huge thing planned that day and uh, giant snowstorm the night before. Literally, every, everyone canceled. Every mm. even my my family canceled. <laughs> everyone canceled. So we're there and like my four friends that showed up and it's me, Andy, and Jacob and Jacob's mom. Yep. was there and um and so we just kind of Jacob's like, family didn't cancel. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And um and so basically Andy's like, what are we doing? I'm like, all right. So here's the scene. And then he just went to town with it, and it was. I made up like backstories for every single person and explained great. them. Like he, this is why he, this person's in juvie. He ad libbed the whole thing too. It, it was great. I and yeah, and now there's a whole character in it who's blind or pretends to be blind, and it's a whole thing. And I catch him by seeing that he's driving a car. Yeah, it's it's yeah. <laughs> so how many is that? Was that your first experience really acting? No, no. Um, uh, the weird character Leonard. Uh, well, I did a lot of YouTube stuff. Did a lot of those cool. stupid five minute videos. He has a lot of private like, videos. Like uh, I was a, I was a, I did one where I was a time tour. Like I was, it was my birthday. I made it on my birthday at night, uh, and I was like waking up, like, oh boy, it's my birthday. What am I gonna do today? And then like this thing hits my bed, and it's like a time traveling device. And I go back to the birthdays of my past, and I actually. Uh, the presents I get are actual real presents that I got. So it was like 19, I got like a magic bullet blender. And it was buy one, get one free from my mother. She gave me the free one. That's a heck of a thing so, to get a 19-year-old. And I already had a blender. <laughs> and then I got a puzzle one year. And then I did this, I made this puppet rig where I took a baby doll and lopped its head off. And <clears throat> I put it under my neck. And I had little 
sticks operating the arms and oh for the movie god i was thinking for your birthday no no <laughs> so that'd be a great it's a yearly but tradition I was, I was a newborn i acted as a newborn with a full beard um these are all on youtube and they are absolutely I, I've seen them. dumb they're, they're great but so, is it safe to say that you're not an imdb accredited actor no i am <laughs> i have i have an imdb uh acting gig for for leonard for a couple of roles for leonard oh uh, nice it was in my first feature as Leonard. Well, someone who food. does have some. Yeah, let's, good let's talk about somebody more who interesting than me. an actress or actor <laughs> to our right over here, yeah. Jordan. Okay. Um, yeah. I so. totally tried to steer the conversation with that Schwimmer comment, but it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> we get carried know. away <laughs> yeah. really easily. It. No, it's great. <laughs> I think what, it was a couple weeks ago, we had like a whole rundown of what we we're going to do, and it just kind of went to the left. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, happens. it happens. No, yeah. it's great. I love it. Things so Jordan, are always best pear shaped. Yeah. So Jordan, you've been in you've been in some movies. I have. I have done. What What are some movies that some of our fans might have seen? So, um, the the biggest budget and the biggest movie and the smallest role, <laughs> um, was in Jack Reacher. Um, and so I had a scene with Tom Cruise, and it was really cool. And I was in Pittsburgh for four days to shoot what turned out to be eight seconds of film. Wow. <laughs> where I say and do nothing. <laughs> Did so, you get to hang out with Tom Cruise? We and... chatted, and he ate a sandwich, and we talked about his daughter. Does and he, eat he does eat sandwiches. Uh, it was a home-packed <laughs> sandwich. Um, and he asked me if I wanted a picture with him. Mm-hmm. So I have a framed 8 by 10 of myself and Tom Cruise That's in awesome, my head. He, he He's asked Tom you Cruise. if you wanted a picture He's with like, him. you want a picture? I was like, uh, is this a trick? <laughs> I was sure. And so there's a picture of me looking very frightened. So how tall is he? In yeah, that was my question. Taller Who's taller? Taller than I am. I think he's 5'9". No so, way. Yeah, he's, yeah like, no, he's pretty short. He's man-sized. No, I thought he was shorter than that. No. He was like no, five Kiefer two. Sutherland is apparently quite short. I heard stories about um, when they were shooting 24 this season with Freddie Prince Jr. Right. They'd, they'd give him an apple box to stand on yeah. in scenes where he was with Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> and apparently like it was filming was so horrible that Freddie Prince Jr. like kind of quit acting for a little bit and went and wrote for the WWE. No, seriously, this happened. Wow. He was one of the writers for WWE for a while because he just That explains work. a lot. Imagine that job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Just, just And then he threw him through the table. <laughs> that sounds like that's a And he's like, sounds like a typing, lot of yeah. <laughs> drinking a lot of wine while he's typing his script up. Oh, this is perfect. How will I segue into the next act where Stone Cold comes back and gets the money in the bank case? <laughs> that's how I imagine Quentin Tarantino writes his movies. Him and Freddie Prince Jr. probably hang well, out. Oh my, just like laptops together. next to each other. Right. Speaking of Tarantino, Splitting a <laughs> Tarantino, uh, the, the, his R-rated Star so Trek film. So is he film, actually directing this is though? He is. Or are they just doing everything in their power to get him to? They direct actually it? have. They have a writer attached now. Yeah, good writer. So I read that today, and I was yes, exactly. <laughs> I read that today, and I was like. What is going on? It, yeah. This is Tarantino's directing Star Trek. So it's going to be two thirds of the movie talking about nothing to do with the plot, with about fifteen minutes of crazy bloody action, with Lots ten of minutes blood. of sort of describing what just happened. Everyone is a red shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Entire, oh no! I bet you he makes the red shirts white shirts so we can have blood drip on the white whatever because he uh, loves freaking yeah, doing that. Yeah. So then other than <laughs> yes, other than eight seconds of footage <laughs> and back to you. I yes. really appreciate your yes. like, level of wrangling. Um, what's a, like? What's a, a a movie or whatever that you've actually 
had more than eight seconds of time, and but they, what, or what should, or the play, better way to the word play this you is, just did? Yeah. Was so I've done really some really stuff. I actually, oh, I was on an episode of Detroiters um, oh, awesome. in the first nice. season, so that was super super fun. Um, and I, uh, it, it was one of the first times that something I've improvised made it onto film, and so that was really That's exciting awesome. for me because like I do improv, and it's like part of my part of my life. Um, and so that was that was super fun, but mm-hmm. I uh, I got to play a character on that show. Abigail. Had, yeah, Abigail. Yeah. <laughs> Are mm-hmm. you, do you have my IMDb page up? No. <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. And then I've had a couple of out. leads. I was in uh, a, a Christian film called A Matter of Faith that came out a while ago, and I was in that with um, uh, Harry Anderson from Night Court, which was a delight. Night Court. And uh, and that was a, a super fun shoot, and that shot in Grand Rapids for like six weeks. And um, and then I was in, there's an Ellen Page movie that was just at the Toronto International Film Festival called My Days of Mercy. And I had a nice juicy scene in that one, and I'm super excited to actually nice. see when, when is that uh, coming it. out? I'm not sure. I haven't uh, heard anything about release dates. And I also, I had a part in Gotti, the John Gotti movie that oh, they, okay. they shot. Oh, yeah. They were supposed to release it early December, mm-hmm. and then like the company bought it back. And I guess they're talking about doing a like a wider release. They're just like huh. doing a different distribution deal. Interesting. Yeah, I, even like after they had announced it. And all I feel like stuff. a lot of that has to do with Oscar season and yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes you get movies from like these like like the Coen Brothers movie either come out in December or February yep. because they're either they were made to be Oscar films and then they just end up not being what the studio wants for their Oscar movie and then they come out in February yeah but it looks like My Days of Mercy on IMD says it's got a January 11th release oh, date hey, of 2018 oh, yeah no so problem so right around the corner but that's that's Lovely. good that you know they're they're pulling it back so that it gets a wider release and you get more exposure exactly and everyone can see the uh, hair suffering I had to go through for, for Gotti because it was like it took place over the course of like the 70s 80s and 90s because you know uh, history and so I had to play. I played Angel Gotti, who is the uh, eldest Gotti daughter. Okay. And uh, and so I had to have like all of these intense like eighties hairstyles, oh, yeah. and I, I cried every day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was just like, you know, we're gonna rip this curler out of your hair. I'm like, oh, thanks, cool. I didn't mean that makeup. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but that was a super fun, super fun movie to work on. So did you get to, uh, like, interact with John Travolta and all that? Yeah, we had a really awkward uh, false goodbye, and it was, like, you know, so I think that everybody who works on a film set embarrasses themselves in front of a movie star at least once. I've done it so many times. Will Poulter, for me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I want to hear that story. Oh, right now? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, she's she's taking control of the show. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, basically, I... So I don't feel so alone. um, I got to work on Detroit uh, when they film, so... I, I was really fortunate. My friend got me to, uh, in the production office when they were planning to film the whole thing here. Mm-hmm. So early in the year, like May-ish, I'm working in the production office, whatever. Then they're like, oh, yeah, we want you the whole run of the show. And I'm like, awesome. And then two days later, oh, we're, we're taking the shoot to Boston. <laughs> um, so when they came back around, because they were going to shoot pick or not pickups, but a couple things here, they shot three days. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was about four months of like work in the production office, which was awesome. So one day on one of the three days that we're filming, they send me to set with a bunch of boxes to go drop off to this department and that department, all this stuff. And um, thankfully, I didn't look like too much of an idiot because I didn't drop anything. <laughs> but I'm, I get there and they're about to call like action. And so I, you know, stop. I'm holding all of these giant boxes trying to not like fall over. And I clearly look like a buffoon trying to not make any sound holding these boxes. Like, <laughs> and Will Poulter's just standing about where about where our D is. And and he's just looking at me, just staring at me. 
and it, and it couldn't say anything or like just watching whatever. you suffer. Watch, yeah, it was great. God. And what was your awkward goodbye with Travolta? Well, so we, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, when you work on a show, you get, uh, when, like, you, when you get wrapped out, when you're finally finished, you know, filming everything, they will usually, like, okay, and that's a picture wrap on whatever your name is, and the whole thing. Clap, yay! Clap. And you get to feel very fancy and special because you don't get the theater audience applause like you do in, you know, like right. you do in theater. Um, <laughs> which is the reason that some people do it. And uh, so I, they, we had been told that we were done, and then they had extended the, the shoot for, for me and another actor. And so I was, I was on the schedule for the next day. They had already sent it out. Mm. And, uh, and then the, you know, the second AD was just like, okay, and that's a picture up on Jordan. And I was like, wait, what? Huh? No. And so everyone's like <laughs> clapping or whatever. And then um, uh, they called him JT. Uh, John Travolta grabs me by the, you know, he gives me a hug and he's like, oh, it was so nice working with you. And I'm like, oh, it was so nice working with you too. And then like he holds me at arm's length and I don't know what's happening. And he just like gazes into my eyes. And I'm like, uh, and it was a solid like beat. Was he testing beat. your feet and levels? Beat. No, I don't. And like, and I'm like, yeah, right. okay, it was a real pleasure. And he was like, yeah, okay, you too. And he lets me go. And then he moves on to the next, next actor and she like leans in and they kiss each other on the cheek. And I'm like, oh. oh, okay, cool. I'm just gonna go hang myself now. <laughs> oh boy! And he did not. It was completely at a loss as to like what he was expecting. It's like, is this guy trying to hypnotize me <laughs> right now? <laughs> I'm like, like, are we? Why are? We? And it was just Scientology, like <laughs> right? And then I saw him the next day, and he was like, I thought you were leaving, and I was like, Yeah, you know, I just couldn't stay away. <laughs> you, want, you wanted that second round of applause. Yeah. And uh, and then I did get a second round of applause, which is very embarrassing. But no no do-over on the, on the oh. So that was... Yeah, that's... So, um, so, so that's what I stay up at night thinking uh, about when I can't sleep. Gotcha. <laughs> That yeah, yeah. that that would terrible. that would definitely haunt my dreams <laughs> as well. Well, like we were mentioning earlier, Jordan is joining the Geektainment yep. team. Mm -hmm. yep. She's actually she's going to be on the second our second show on Geektainment. Mm -hmm. um, get it to the geeks, which is kind of our version of Attack of the Show ish. Um, if you had to. Yeah, just to compare something to something, but right. it, you know where? How do you compare the incomparable? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, we're this is we cover the week in geek or whatever, and we mm -hmm. bullshit about this and that. Um, this will be more um, structured. Yeah, structured. Yeah, and mm -hmm. structured and with segments and guests and remotes at here and there and um, just more general news and what's going on in the geek community from right. cons to movies to comic releases to. All that jazz. Yeah, ours is more of an opinion-based yes. show. Well, yes. we actually have a promo. Yes, for yeah, her we show. do have a promo. We're premiering it here. So, uh, Jake, why don't you load that up and uh, roll that baby? Now that is going to be fun. That's going to be a fun show. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, very, very excited. Um, very excited. We we had the concept, and then actually the first person we reached out to was Jordan. Yay. And it's been 
nice back and forth. We finally got to meet her a couple weeks ago and yep. discussing the show and everything. And um, that that'll be on February. Yay! It was an yes. exciting call to get because it was definitely like, "Do you want to do this show?" I was like, "Tell me more about it. It's yeah, all no, the it's, things you like." It's funny. Oh. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, when we sat down to figure out who we wanted to situation or something, <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna get murdered. Well, because you know you did the comics continuum stuff, and, yes. and we just we thought it was a perfect fit. So. <laughs> yes. Happy it worked out. Me yeah. too. No, it was great. It I definitely out. missed doing, you know. And I... we won't rehost you either. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, we're very much, it's very much Jordan's show. Yeah. It's very it's much Jordan's good. show. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to have some, um, some, a little control and some personality. And yeah. Some, it's no, yeah, we, we were talking about that before the show started. <laughs> we want to make it very much you. Yeah. Know, so. And as, uh, as an actor, singer, nerd, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. Tell you me. Yeah. No. We're excited. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, this, I'm very excited. Very, very excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, stuff like, um, you know, movie releases, all that stuff, mm-hmm. which oh. we do touch on here. Speaking, speaking of, yeah. right after our last show, they dropped the new trailer for, um, for this, the animated Spider Man film that oh, Sony's that's, doing. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and it looks really freaking awesome. And we've actually got that trailer too. I think we should check it out. Yeah. Roll Let's do that. It. Let's get that ready and roll that puppy. This morning I woke up in the fortress of a distortion. I'm at war with my emotions. So how many of us are there? Yeah, that looks all yeah, kinds of spectacular. Baby. No pun intended. Do we know who's doing the voice of Miles Morales? Is played by Donald Glover, Yay. which is huge Childish thing for Campino. fans. Huge thing that they wanted him to play him in live yeah. action for years. So this well, is that was very a, much fan service. A thing, right? Um, to if rumors are to be believed, but he uh. ended up playing Miles Morales' uncle in Homecoming. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, for those of you who didn't know, the character that get you know his character in Spider-Man: Homecoming is supposed to be a version of the Ultimate Prowler, who is Miles Morales' uncle. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that looks. I'm super excited about that. It looks fantastic. Yeah, uh, they, like how they're doing. So basically, part of Marvel's deal with Sony mm-hmm. was that Marvel has control creatively of Spider-Man. So Sony still has fi- final say, but Sony can do pretty much anything else they want with any of the other characters. So right. you're getting the Tom Hardy Venom movie, rating this Miles Morales movie, which is going to have the Spider-Verse stuff, um, which is a big, big dance slot thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so which, do all the symbiotes get to stay with Sony like that? Like Venom, you know, Carnage, I, I don't really know how it, Venom, I don't really know how it works. Because, and so um, on and so on. Because obviously in Spider-Man they had Vulture and they had you know right. hints at other characters. So mm-hmm. I'm not really sure the ins and outs of that. 
Um, be interesting. But, find but they get to use Spider-Man, though, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. That's the thing. Is I don't think we'll see Spider-Man in Tom Hardy's Venom movie at all. Really? I don't think so. Um, I'm pretty sure that's one of the things. I think it's kind of weird. Um, but like that's you know one of the things I'm really excited about the animated film for is mm-hmm. the Spider-Verse stuff. Because you're going to have, I would assume, Spider-Gwen. You'll probably get Peter Parker in there somewhere. Because in this, for, this universe, he's dead. Right. Um, so... It'll be interesting, and like you know, Spider Verse, sad, sad shit. Dan Slott's ending his like eight, eight, nine year run on Spider Man mm-hmm. starting next year. His final story arc starts in March. Um, it's kind yeah, of a we big found deal. that out this week, didn't we? Yeah, that was yeah. that was kind of a. I mean, it was a big deal in general because he's been writing it for so long. But for yeah. it was me, a sad day for you. I, I was remember. so sad. I I literally have been telling my buddy for a while. I've never missed an issue of Spider Man since I was five. Um, I might stop after this run he has guided the character for so long and i've been like so who's taking his place do they, know? i don't know yet they, don't know. they just announced the first issue of the last run of his story arc but he's um he's responsible for like mr negative who is huge in the spider-man universe mm-hmm. now um, max modell who's mm-hmm. a huge supporting character he created him um you know and then he did stuff like superior spider-man which is one of my favorite chunks of story where basically, you know, you've read the classic I'm going to swap brains with the hero story. But oh, yeah, yeah. You've never read one where, oh, by the way, the hero died in my body, so now I'm him. Oh, and that's the whole thing behind Superior Spider-Man is Doc Ock Doc Ock, around right. as Peter Parker. And it's inc- it is amazing. Um, and just his entire run has been spectacular. I keep using the like these verbs that are, no, that are but I'm not like, title, trying but... to be that way. They just really are. Um, spectacular yeah. yeah um and i'm i'm very I, obviously i'll give the new guy a chance because i you know it's you love i love spider-man to right. death but i just don't know how it's i love to would be you fair say that he is the ultimate i would say that he is the ultimate <laughs> spider-man um but you know like after grant morrison finished his run on batman i was like i i how am i going to read it? what's next mm-hmm. and then what's next was scott snyder so um I was wrong. Yeah. Um, so we'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. We'll see. Um, I'm very bummed his run's ending, but I'm super excited to read the last arc of his run because he's bringing back Green Goblin, who's popped up throughout the story over the last eight, nine years. And mm-hmm. It's it's going to be... I'm so excited, but it's bittersweet. Now, now back to the, the Tom Hardy being Venom. Now, don't Eddie Brock and Peter Parker have like a... Very a, shared backstory? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of important because, you know, Spider-Man gets the symbiote. The symbiote kind of like adapts yeah. a version of the spider suit for Venom. Right. So how are they going to do that without Spider-Man? And that's a good question because especially because a lot of Venom's hate, period, is, is the symbiote takes Eddie Brock almost as a, screw you, you didn't want me, I'm, this guy wants me. I'm going to make it my life to make your life hell. Yeah. Um, but it seems like at this point in the story, he might have already been Venom for a little bit because it all takes place in San Francisco. Okay. Um, and it's based on the Lethal Protector. We kind of touched on it last week. It's basically him being an antihero. Right. It's the start of Venom really being an antihero like as opposed Asian to just a Venom. villain. Right. Well, that's no. way down the line because yeah. you, t- you have Eddie Brock and then you have Matt Gargan. Oh, that's right. And then, yeah, there's like a, th- you know, a few different people who have been Venom. But I'm super excited. The set footage that they've been putting out here and there looks really cool. Yeah. Tom Hardy is going to be an awesome Eddie Brock. Tom Hardy is such a great actor. He's awesome. I just actually had just started watching Taboo. Oh, Finally, yeah? the other Yeah, night. that looks so good. Holy it got crap. real weird, though. It's, but it's, it? it's really weird, but it is fantastically <laughs> acted. Yeah. Well, have you seen him in Bronson? Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, I've seen everything Tom Hardy's yeah. ever been in, even <laughs> even that stupid-ass freaking rom-com with Chris Pine and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> oh, my God, that was awful. That was so hilarious. bad. Wasn't it, 
like after that one, he was like, I'm never going to do that again. Probably. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, I yeah. remember yeah. reading an interview like, and he, and he was, was like, I had to try. The, he was in the first ever Star Trek movie I ever yeah. saw, mm-hmm. a Nemesis. Oh, I think God. it was Nemesis that he if was you, in. Have you seen the, the clip of him trying out basically what it became the Bane voice as no. his Picard? It was insane. Yeah. It was because like they did like test footage right. with him and uh, with with I him and uh, and Patrick Stewart and he was doing the Bane no, voice and then it wasn't the it wasn't the character choice that they ended up going with. No, that's I didn't know. No, it's funny you say that. My buddy does this. He was joking around. He was doing like this, like kind of like an old Asian lady voice with like a fan, and and I'm like, dude, that sounds like Bane. <laughs> so now and then, so we joke about it all the time now. So I went to go see the Lego Batman movie with him, and he's like, he was working like crazy. So he's like falling asleep in the movie, and then Bane shows up and he talks, and I'm like. That is literally my buddy's doing an old Asian lady as Bane voice. And I turned to him like, dude, he's like sleeping. I was so bummed. Oh my gosh. So, so like, it was just, I was dying. I was dying. Hello there, Mr. UPS man. <laughs> but, like, more old Asian lady. Right. Um, it, yeah, it's um, Tom Hardy's the man. Yeah. Tom Hardy's the shit. Yeah, he's a great actor. I'm. You know, I will see still anything. Got, he's still got my vote for a new Wolverine. I, yeah. He has been who I've wanted to play Wolverine before. Hugh Jackman even said he was going to step away from the role. But that's yeah. that's been a conversation that we've already. Yeah, no, been there's like, well, yeah. how is that going to work with Venom and and this? especially yeah, now yeah. with um, especially now with the Fox or the the Fox you know Disney yeah, deal. True, mm-hmm. man. Um, are they going to bring oh, back Hugh Jackman for one more appearance? Will he come back for one more appearance? If he comes back for one more appearance, is it just fan service because they're going to recast him? It's Marvel. They'll probably recast him. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really curious though, what's going to happen with all of the stuff that Fox is setting up now with X Men? Are they going to recast Jean Grey? Are they going to recast Cyclops? Are they going to start fresh? Are they going to continue on from right. what they've been doing? Well, with, especially with a megastar like Sophie Turner, you know, yeah. you've yeah. got her in her like first sort of really big non Game of Thrones turn and they're gonna ruin Phoenix again and they're gonna ruin Phoenix again Sophie Turner is like Kit they're just they are those characters Sophie Turner Sophie Turner yeah because I watched um, what was that action movie Kit Harington did not too long ago Pompeii no no not that one but I did watch that I know know what you're talking about but I yeah it was an action movie that it was like he totally just was plain clothes dressed like going around I'm a bad guy or badass and so right now there's a new show on HBO called Gunpowder which is about Guy Fox oh is he in that yeah Kit Harington's the lead role is it basically Jon Snow well the first scene with him is like we know how good you are with that sword handed over. And it's like, okay, so we've got we've got some like Kit Harrington filler Game of Thrones ish. Okay. You can see that being frustrating, like Seven, as Kit Harrington. Yeah. Like oh, give me an opportunity to do something. Well I think that's that why I think that's why he tried to do that action movie. Yeah. And yeah. we tried to you know, this and that. Because, you know, there's so many actors I feel like they that, that, I feel like that's why an actor doesn't stay on Doctor Who for too long. Uh-huh. Because they don't want to do that's the right, doctor. Right. And that's why you have Matt Smith. You know, branching out to all these other roles and everything, like in the Crown, yeah, in, the Crown. in the Crown, which and, is fantastic, and, and um, Lost River. I really, really hope he ends up being Carnage. I don't think it'll happen, oh, but I, when, man, I, when I when I read that, that would online, be terrific. when someone was like, "Oh, Matt Jeez. Smith should be," you know, freaking Cletus Cassidy, I was yes. like, "Whoa, yes, that would be really good." You know, there are a lot of actors that have stepped into the role of, of you know, our fav favorite superheroes. And Jordan, I have a question for you. Oh, sure. Any character. Hmm. Any character in Marvel, DC, any of the mm. crazy universes that you you could have the role to play, like the chance, and like make it your own. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be Black Cat. I mean, I could see um, you as Black Cat. Yeah, yeah, I could totally pull it off. <laughs> um, 
We should go around the table with this one. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that I don't know. I would. I think I would be pretty good rogue. Ooh. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see it. <laughs> I could definitely see like it. definitely a sort of like you know. <laughs> Obviously not a teenage rogue, but like I I love the the story of the you know mutant powers being a curse mm-hmm. and yeah. that she you know she has all of this like uh, so much more in depth you know sort of pain than yeah. many of the mutants have and like to mm-hmm. be fair like you know obviously a a hunted and you know very uh, very you know. Uh, kind of taken advantage of and like awful, yeah. you know, treated terribly group of group of people. But like I think that she's got a real bad power. Yeah. And uh Well, cuz it it affects her, but it affects anyone. Anyone. She touches. You just can't touch. Like that's one of my favorite X-Men stories is yeah. when she actually when she gets Captain Marvel's powers and yeah. start to be able to fly and all that stuff is because she normally when she touches someone, it's a temporary thing. She gets their memories, gets mm-hmm. their powers, whatever. Mm-hmm. But for some reason when she touched Captain Marvel, or Mrs. Miss Mar- Marvel at the time, mm-hmm. um kept her powers and that's why like now you know when you when i was first introduced to the character she already flew she yeah, already had same. super strength it's like 90s X-Men yeah 90s cartoon, X-Men. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly um and then i found out all the other stuff i'm like whoa but like that's like a, that's a great story because of it's her character like the turmoil of not just having to deal with her powers but dealing with the fact that she also kind of took almost someone's livelihood yeah. by having their powers True. um it, it was. It's a great story. Yeah. Great story. Well, there's just so much like internal turmoil, and mm-hmm. there's so much you know stuff with that. I think I, I I saw a thing that made me giggle a while ago, and it was like just a, a meme from one of the movies, but it was like you know Storm talking about like we're not like we don't. There's nothing wrong with us. We don't need to. Like, yeah. Says the woman who can make hurricanes right. to the girl who murders the people that right. she loves. And that's and that's one of the things I love about X Men uh, so much is is that you, it's not just. Um, like Rogue could almost be seen as a villain in certain contexts sure. because of what happens when she does that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and to whom and the situations it causes. Um, but it's not so black and white. Are, do you, are we going to see Rogue again on the screen? We I almost know, did, like, but they, you I'll, know the whole Rogue cut for Days Rogue of Future Past. I did. Oh. It, it's a little disjointed. Yeah. I can see why they cut it. That being said, mm-hmm. Days of Future Past, besides Deadpool, because mm-hmm. that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, is the only X-Men film I've ever truly 100% enjoyed. Mm. Um, I think they've, they've done a really bad job of adapting who the characters are outside yeah. of how they look. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's it. They, yeah. they literally, like, Famke Jansen, great actress. Yeah. Um, totally. That's not Jean Grey. No. Um, you know, James Marston, pretty good actor. That's not Cyclops. Hugh Jackman has grown into Wolverine, right. but that's right. not Wolverine. It's not. And 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 that's re- the only thing that's really spot on in those films is Professor it's, X. It's, yeah. Um, he Patrick is Stewart. Professor X. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. yeah. You know. Then there's people like um, like Kelsey Grammer is Beast. Yeah. That that's was, one of that the most bad. like on the head yeah. casting. Yeah. Perfect. As much as that movie sucked. Yeah. But they've done a horrible job of. And I was really hoping when Days of Future Past, it was kind of their way of being like, we know. We're sorry. We're gonna fix it, and then they put out Apocalypse. How do you feel about oh, God, a Channing Tatum Gambit? I wasn't too excited about that until I heard him talk with his Cajun accent mm-hmm. uh, and found out that he's actually from the general area that the story takes place. From in Gambit's from. Mm-hmm. I'm on board for it. He won me over with um, Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, I was yeah. never when a huge fan of his. You actually see that he's actually a funny person too, yes. and you're like, Damn, that movie right, won me over like... for you. Like, I was never really a huge fan of his yeah. until I saw that, and I was like, oh shit, he's actually he's pretty it's funny. Like all those super handsome dudes, you're like, yeah, I, I fucking hate you. And then his and cameo then you're funny in uh, like, World's Man, End. All right, you're mm-hmm. cool. this is the end. 
his cameo in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was um, great. If yeah. you could bite your acting chops into a role, Ian, mm-hmm. so we're, we're just going to go around the Other room. Other than Black here. Cat, I mean. Other than Black Cat. Um, oh, that's interesting. You know, I've always liked um, Doctor Nemesis. He's an X Men character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant Morrison created him. Um, he's basically like he's sort of like Deadpool. Yeah. Um, in the sense that he he you know he's very slapstick. He breaks the fourth wall on occasion, um, but he's like. A very like super smart scientist. Right. Um. There's this one. It's a four issue run called X Club. Fucking great book. If you have a chance to find a copy of the graphic novel, check it out. And he's kind of like the leader of X Club, and it's like him and the like the incarnation of or like the personification of the Danger Room Danger, um, Phantom. It's it's really good. Probably him. I think it'd be fun to play. I, I love Nightcrawler, but I don't know. Mm. Sad and mopey doesn't sound fun to play Mm-mm. to me. Yeah. It's it's always difficult to play, you know, to like think of characters that are like too on the nose, right? Like you've got like this is the description of this character. Okay, well that's... I'd make an awesome Luke Cage, guys. Silence. <laughs> Fucking silence. It was a joke. Come on. Just let that. No, I was just sounds like I just think about it for a minute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he could be Luke Cage. Well, Robert Downey Jr. All of our Jr. brains ground to a halt. <laughs> well, if you ever want to get a room to go silent, <laughs> Andy, how about you? Well, uh, other than Tony Stark, yeah, obviously, uh, that would be just a delight because I'm just such a fanboy of Iron Man. <laughs> um, I think that I would enjoy playing Booster Gold. Hmm. You know, just just this. I have very limited uh, knowledge of him, but from what I understand, he's kind of more of a funny guy, and yeah. and and just this. He's your average smartass who steals exactly. Some tech. He's just some guy that stole tech. Uh, I would also, I would wouldn't also mind uh, attempting the role of Beast, you know, because li- you know that just seems like an interesting role, like mm-hmm. living with that, uh, uh, you know, duality of like I I, I have this, these amazing powers, I don't fit in society, mm-hmm. I don't feel normal, and he's then he's you know with that struggle like that we saw in. Uh, uh, first class, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and then you know, moving on to like what Kelsey Grammer did, you know, trying to stand up for the rights of mutants and stuff. And there's a lot of growth in that that character, and I, I just think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, you know? yeah. Plus, I'm a big totally. dude, so it would help. <laughs> you got the got the beastie beard. Sure, yeah. beastie. It's important to consider type. Yes, <laughs> very important. What, what about, about you? Yeah, what about you? Gambit. Irie, <laughs> you know, I, mean, I love the cards. He's a ladies' man. He's he's, I can dig it, man. He can fly with the staff. I don't, I don't know. Ah. There you go. Or Frank Castle, because you or know, because I, I want to kill some people. Because I want to be, I want to be <laughs> able to spectrum. Yeah, I want to be able to beat people's asses like without remorse. Beat like people up. Like like, I want to be a living weapon, but like naturally. So you want to be Iron Fist. Yeah, he's the living weapon. That's literally yeah. his subtitle. Uh, okay. That's, that's <laughs> Danny Rand? All right. Rand Incorporated? I'm Danny Rand. Danny Rand? I'm Danny Rand. I'm the, the Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. That's me, guys. You're Danny Rand? I'm, I'm Danny Rand. I'm Loris Tyrell, the Iron Fist. <laughs> the Iron Fist. <laughs> Let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find Kamlan. The Onion Knight. Wait, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to fight them all. Yeah, that, that was... Um, 
Yeah. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're all kind of joking about how bad we thought Iron Fist, the Marvel series, was. So bad. Yeah. It was a little disappointing. I mean, I, um, watch it and then stop. It was, yeah, it was, I finished it, I literally finished it because I knew whatever happened at the end of that was going to lead into Defenders. Yeah. That is, that's how they got me. <laughs> it was like being bribed yes, to watch it. Essentially, show. yeah. It's like, would... we know it's okay, but... It kind of leads into the next big thing. So My wife and I it. were watching it together, and she was like, why are we still watching this? And I'm, like, <laughs> trying to justify it. Like, no, it's, well, it's good. It's it's good. And I'm just, like, in my back of my head, I'm like, no, it's, it's not. But I knew I had to get through it like you, mm-hmm. but I was also trying to convince my wife that this was a good use of her time. It was not. You only but. have so much time. There are only so many. I mean, you could be watching... Uh, dark on Netflix. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want to change my answer. I want to okay. change my I wanna, answer. I want to be Galactus. just want to eat worlds. I just want to no, eat worlds. You're really lonely you, existence. Do you want a yeah. silver minion? I just want a, I just want a helmet like that. <laughs> like, really. Like, I'm a simple guy. I like Our, simple things. I'm a simple guy. I'm a simple thing. Simple thing guy. What do you, what do you think a planet tastes like? That's a Chicken. good question. Chicken? Well, that's a Matrix question, right? Well, like, everything what tastes like chicken. What does a planet taste like? Dirt. I guess it would depend on the planet. Yeah, that's true, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good variable like right there. Diamond yeah. planet, totally different. Yeah. yeah. Sun, Saturn spicy probably I've never tried to eat a diamond. Gas, a gas giant. A gas giant. A gas, or, uh, yeah. There's a lot of like... Uh, An the... ice planet. <laughs> I want to eat a pizza planet, please. Can Galactus right. eat suns? Uh, Can you consume like a sun? Pizza planet. Um, <laughs> well, it's... He does, he he eats it, but he doesn't. It's not like he like puts it on a plate and like cuts it open, and you know he has like a machine thing. It's a whole process. Although I, I would assume. He well, if if you go by the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, which we should, he has. He's just <laughs> he's fingers. a big cloud. He's, he's a big cloud. cloud. No, he's a big cloud. He lives in the cloud. cloud. Yeah. Why was there like big? There was like a moment where all bad guys were clouds. There was like yeah, the Green the, Lantern, Parallax, Parallax, oh, yeah. Yellow Poo Cloud. Yeah, I love the Green Lantern so much, and I I walked. I knew that they were gonna screw that movie up, and I walked in with the lowest expectations, and I walked out pleasantly surprised because it was slightly higher than my expectations. That's how I felt about Justice League. Um, I went in with mad low expectations uh, for Justice League, and I had a lovely time. See, yeah. I had really <laughs> low expectations for Batman and Superman. Walked out disappointed. Had really <laughs> low expectations for Justice League. Walked out disappointed. Uh, I, 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 that doesn't work for me. If I go into a movie having low expectations and it sucks, it's not gonna. It's still gonna suck. I had fun in Justice League. Uh, both of you guys. I know both. We all saw us three saw it together, and, yeah. they, and they generally enjoyed it. And literally, I kept Andy kept looking at me the entire. Oh movie, yeah. And I'm just sitting there like. I'm just trying to gauge. Oh, like I'm pouty. I'm that guy that whenever I go to see a movie with people, if I'm enjoying it, I want to find out if the people I'm with are right. enjoying it too. Oh yeah. You're fine. I, str- I get stressed. Like, I get stressed when that happens. It's just like I'm watching a movie that I love, and somebody's like, I fucking hate this shit. Well, it's like showing your mom a YouTube video. You'd be like, okay, this is where it gets funny. Like, wait, hang on. Wait, wait, hey. No, 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 watch. You gotta watch. You gotta watch. Do you you like it? Right. And you're just staring at the person the entire movie. Oh, my goodness. And clearly they're not going to enjoy it because you're just sitting there looking at them. Judging them? Yes. Yeah. You don't think that's funny? Why aren't you laughing right now? (laughs) She's going to fit in just fine here. (laughs) Just fine. I feel like I've got to be honest about something. Oh, God. Here we go. Galactus, I had the action figure when I was a kid. It okay. was like my number one favorite toy in, in is, existence. Is this going to get really dark No, that's, 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 oh, okay. that's it. That's no, that, it. that's I was like, cool. what did you like, show us okay. on the doll where they okay. touched you? Know. All right. Yeah. That brings up another interesting question, and you answered it first. Favorite toy as a kid? 
Gal- oh, my oh. Galactus action figure. Ian. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Oh, man. I was a spoiled kid. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I was an only child. I am. probably I had Saba, the White Ranger's oh, sword. You that oh, talk, sure. the talking one. Oh. That I also had the dragon dagger. I had, that, uh, I had the dragon that dagger. My uncle my uncle worked for Saban um when Power Rangers was like giant. You're so I I had um I mean, so I had like the the, the uh, Megazord thing that was all oh, five yeah, separate was, pieces he put together. Toy. I had the Super Megazord. Mm-hmm. Um all of them on VHS. Um uh, yeah, it was probably the Saba. That was my you favorite. You lucky thing. boy. I was very lucky. Yeah. Very fortunate to have awesome grandparents who just spoiled the crap out of me. <laughs> Jordan. Uh I had a Krang action figure. Nice. Dope! And Very it was cool. awesome. He had like the little suit that he and then he would pop out, and he had those like hard plastic but like brain tentacle awesome. things. And they were he was my favorite. And I lost him. And I was devastated. Oh. I had the little suit, but I lost the Krang. Oh, you know what? I I it's funny now that I think about it. One of the toys I played with a lot was they had a speeder bike from Star Wars mm-hmm. from Endor, and it had that one like that other you know the like, what do they call troopers. The scout troopers. The scout troopers. Mm-hmm. And it, it would break apart when yep, you push the I thing. Yeah, I that. I kept losing fucking pieces. But that was my favorite for a while. <laughs> that was like, the, I had the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles van that would, like, shoot the yeah, pizza. I, I, still, I still have that. It's in my room. Dude, that thing's worth, like, a substantial amount of money nowadays. Probably. Really? Yeah, it is. Really? God. And what is that? about you, Andy? Yeah, so what's your toy? I... I had a toy that I wanted and I never got because my mom said it wasn't educational and it was any Power Rangers Megazord. I won a contest and got $25 gift certificate at KB Toys and my mom said it wasn't educational and instead let me get a stuffed animal. Uh, How is a stuffed Uh, animal more educational than learning about honor and truth and And, fighting for what's right and machinery? But... My favorite toy, it's a tie, between I had a Millennium Falcon Micro Machine set. It was like, yay big. That's cool. And you could open it, and it had like a hanger for the ships and stuff. And you could like turn the little chest table and would operate the turret. The other one was my 90s Batman the Animated Series Batmobile. That's what's That, the back of it pulled out, and it was a jet. Yep. Awesome. Fist bump. That's so cool. Yeah, that's sweet. See, kids today just don't have it as good. Are you kidding me? They have some pretty fucking awesome toys nowadays. I'm constantly seeing commercials where it's like, why did I not have that? Yeah, but you know, if you put an iPad in any one of those kids' hands, they would be like, screen. Fair enough. enough. The imagination isn't there. Well, I think there's something about there's like that transitional period when like you're still a kid, but you have money, and then you can decide the things. So you you mean like till you're like thirty? Yeah. Then. (laughs) Damn it. Extending, Um, but like, and I remember when I was probably fifteen or sixteen, and I started like you know doing odd jobs and like getting allowances and stuff like that. And the first toy that I bought myself as a toy was a Sailor Moon wand. (laughs) It was like the transformation wand Mm -hmm. with the moon on it. Did it work? I mean, <laughs> did, it work? did it transform you? You tell me. <laughs> it clearly did. <laughs> but it was only because they didn't have the henshin pens back then. Like, you couldn't get the pens because oh. I really wanted to be Sailor Neptune. Oh, I, I remember the song still. Yeah. I've always wanted to be Sailor Jupiter. Fight an evil by moonlight. Well, men 
Yeah, you're so much cooler. Yeah, she just showed you up like times two. She's like, oh, I knew the the actual original dialogue. Because I was an enormous embarrassing weave. Tuxedo mask, all about tuxedo. But look at you now. I've grown into an even more enormous embarrassing weave. All right. So, what's your favorite toy that you bought as an adult? Oh my god. Okay. Not and 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 I'm talking actually. We could do that for a freaking two-hour show yeah. <laughs> all right um i uh, you put me on the spot bruh uh, we're talking about a collectible or something that we pull out and play all the time your choice man. Mm, dealer's choice dealer's choice man Ooh, i i know you just got a thor hammer so yeah I but i think fun. everyone else is having way more fun with that than i have. Uh, <laughs> come back to me come back to me i got to think what i have <laughs> mine was just gifted to me recently oh Oh, oh, look at that look. That's, that's yeah, a look, look of love. That. My Scary Terry oh, Funko Pop doll is, is my, <laughs> a, is my new a, favorite toy. A, I didn't buy guy. it for myself, but what it is guy. my favorite toy. Um, this guy. I would say, probably because I was looking for it for a little bit, was the I have a Darth Revan Black Series figure, Star oh, Wars. Oh, yeah, that thing's sweet. Um, I, I So we went at C2E2 last year, and we got it a little bit early because we had press passes and someone screwed up and didn't know that. We weren't supposed to get in early because of the press passes. Union has so we, awesome toys. So we, yeah, I, my, I have one room specifically that'll be just kind of all that stuff. Actually, I just got the um, Elite Series, not the Elite, whatever they're calling the metal version of the Star Wars toys. I got the nice. old man Luke. Oh, dope. Um, you got a dope SFX lightsaber. Yeah, I got too. that That's too. Like I, have the, I have the, the, to the, the BB-8. Yeah. I have that BB-8. Is the, it the, the lightsaber you can one? fight with? Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, and then I, I have all the helmets and whatnot. Um, but the Revan, uh, so we got in there, and the first booth I saw with action figures had one. And I was like, I, I literally kept walking back Such to this booth, awesome and like character. every 10 minutes to see if they had opened yet to like grab that. <laughs> so, like, that's probably like my prized action figure. Revan's right not now. canon anymore, right? He's part of the EU. I don't know if Knights of the Republic is still canon. I love Revan. He's like my favorite still- character. I actually, I think, I think what sure. is canon only is, is the films. Clone Wars and Rebels and the new books post Disney buying. Them. Yeah. And so I don't think it is anymore. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, but all also... I remember wanting to boot because I remember playing Knights of the Old Republic back in when it came out. You no, know, it was fantastic. Then. And I was so disappointed still because I was like, all I want to do is be a Twi'lek Jedi. That's all I want to do in the whole world. And like, I was not able to be a Twi'lek Jedi. But you can now in Old Republic. <laughs> yeah, but it's but not the, the same, right? No. <laughs> so I'm not the only one who still goes down the toy aisle. Um, sure. That and is literally the first anyone. place yeah. I stop at Target. Not yeah, gonna lie, I still go to the toy aisle. So, Andy, what was your what is your answer? Uh, as an my adult? answer is I have a Darth Vader uh, action figure, but it's like in box and it's like got the cloth material and all oh, that stuff. Nice. It's like a, like a, like one of those GI Joe dolls, and it's signed by David Prowse. Wow. Oh, that's really cool. that was a Christmas present from my wife. That's great. And I opened For those that it, don't know, that's like, the guy who is actually playing Darth Yes, Vader. David Prowse wore the suit. What about you, Jordan? Uh, um, I'm going to take it in a different direction. I think my favorite toy I have is a stuffed gelatinous cube. Okay. okay. I have oh, just a okay, little, okay, okay, like okay. a gelatinous cube plushie. 
And, like, I have a lot of cool toys that I love. Like, I have, you know, like, like a, a safer action figure from Final Fantasy VIII that was a recent embarrassing Comic-Con purchase. Oh, that's not embarrassing at all. No, <laughs> not in the slightest. And, uh, and you know, but it's definitely, like, I, I, I just, it's so tiny and lovable and cute and, like, green, and it's got little bones floating in it, and it's just this. That's amazing. Yeah, so my, my stuffed gelatinous cube is a, is a fan, is a, a favorite piece See, of we're all just big kids here. Yeah. That's right. In the geek team world and we're out of time too bummer no big thank you to jordan for yeah, joining thank us thank, thank you, you and me. welcome to the geek tainment yeah. team i'm so happy to be a part of it everybody Good. stay tuned to geek tainment for get it to the geeks coming in 2018 and join us next week for our end of the year top whatever yes. list we're we're doing tops of top whatever top whatever list top whatever. next week for the end of 2017 everybody have a merry christmas love you guys peace happy festivus happy holidays